Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 41 of Revelation chapter 11. And we're going to be reading Revelation 11, verse 19. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. We saw in our last study that Revelation 11, uh, 19 fits in with the context of Judgment Day, as the previous verses have been discussing the end of the world and God's judgment upon the unsaved. And this last verse fits in because God has completed his spiritual temple, which is comprised of everyone that he has saved, and then he indwells them. And uh, historically, the temple that was built in Solomon's days, or the later temple, was constructed, it was finished, and then the ark was carried into the temple, into Solomon's temple, and that ark signified the presence of God. And and so on May 21, 2011, God finished saving everyone to become saved whose name was recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life, and thereby finished that holy temple, the body of believers, that would be his dwelling place forever. And he entered in. Now, um, since all of the elect are saved, and each one has the Holy Spirit, God has entered into the entire temple. He indwells everyone that the Bible speaks of as being that house of God. And therefore, God now is in his holy habitation. This ties in with Judgment Day because since God has saved everyone to become saved, he has found all the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He could then shut the door of heaven and end his salvation program. And that is the grievous punishment for the people of the world. God has guaranteed um, their death. Their uh, spiritual condition has been fixed and established and cannot change any longer. And and this has brought death to the world, the, the things that we've been reading about. Well, uh, the temple of God was open in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the Ark of his Testament. God saved everyone to become saved. He now indwells his people. Uh, the, the Lord God dwelleth in Zion, as we read in several places. And then it goes on to say, And there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. And then the chapter ends. Why does God mention these things? Well, um, one reason we can see is that he gives us five 
things that are occurring, that are happening at this point in time, which is, again, Judgment Day. And the number five in the Bible has the spiritual connotation of atonement. And and when the Lord Jesus Christ performed his atoning work from the foundation of the world, he was experiencing the judgment of God. Well, Christ performed that atoning work for his people. And he did not perform it for all of the rest of mankind. And that means that the rest of mankind, every unsaved individual, must likewise pay the penalty that sin demands, which is death. And and so God is beginning to punish the wicked and and to require payment for sin, which is death. He first casts man into the spiritual condition of death that or hell for a period of time, and then finally he will completely destroy the wicked and annihilate him so he exists no more. And this is payment for sin. This is man atoning for his own sin. And and so the number five points to mankind making atonement for their own sin. But of course, they will not be able to die and then rise from the dead as Christ did. Christ was able to do that because he is eternal God and he he possesses all might and all ability and all power and and therefore was able to conquer death but little uh tiny finite man has limited power and might and limited ability and and when death comes for man and and destroys man he is destroyed. There's no coming back from that because he's trying uh, or he is making the payment for his own self. And uh, those that that are saved, those elect of God, they're not making the payment for their own self, but Christ made the payment for them. God made the payment for them, which enabled them to live and and to be made righteous in the sight of God. But that's not going to be the case with any sinner that is in his own sins. He's bearing his own sins like Christ bore the sins of many. Now the sinner bears his own sins, a multitude of sins. God is pouring out his wrath and These five items are a figure of the wrath of God. Each one, God is pouring out lightnings, voices, thunderings, earthquake, and great hail against the the little um, man, the creature created in his image who dared to rebel against him, and man will be completely and utterly destroyed. He cannot survive. He cannot recover. He certainly cannot rise from the dead. Once he dies, it will be an eternal death, an eternal destruction from the presence of the Lord. And 
Sadly, this is underway. This is happening right now. Now, the five things that are mentioned, lightnings, we know that God relates lightning with the coming of Christ in a couple of places. We'll just read one in Matthew chapter 24. It says in verse 27, For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. The the lightning is uh, tied to the coming of Christ, and Judgment Day is the coming of Christ. He's come spiritually, yes, uh, at this point, but he has come nonetheless. He is judging the world. And then it says voices. We're, we're going to save voices for the last because that's um, the most difficult to see of these five things. And then it mentions thunderings, earthquake, and great hail. Well, back in, in the book of Exodus, in Exodus chapter 9, when God was judging Egypt and, and and bringing plagues upon them because they would not let his people go, we read in Exodus 9, verse 28, Entreat Jehovah, and, and this is Pharaoh speaking, For it is enough that there be no more mighty thunderings and hail, and I will let you go, and you shall stay no longer. So thunderings and hail were part of those plagues that were being brought down upon the Egyptians. They were a part of that awful judgment of God upon Pharaoh and his people. And uh, the other reference to earthquake, we've seen several times. Uh, Revelation 6 mentions an earthquake in association with Judgment Day in verse 12, And I beheld, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. So there's an earthquake immediately after the tribulation at the point of Judgment Day. Earlier in Revelation 11, in verse 13, we also read of an earthquake. And the same hour was there a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell, and in the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand, and the remnant were affrighted and gave glory to the God of heaven. So there's no question that lightnings, thunderings, earthquake, and great hail relate to judgment, the wrath of God. Now, voices, actually, when we look up this word, often voices identifies with the voice of Christ, the voice of God, and therefore the word of God. And voices is often, this word, phone, is often found together with the judgment of God, with the wrath of God. In Revelation chapter 8, in verse 13, it says, And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. And we went over this verse. We saw that uh, the three last trumpets, five, six, and seven, identify with the three woes. Uh, 
and they are speaking of Judgment Day that began on May 21, 2011. The first four trumpets, uh, they, they were describing the judgment on the churches. The final three, the judgment on the world. Therefore, the voices of the trumpet of the three angels is speaking of the three woes. It's, it's referring to Judgment Day. In Revelation 10, it says in verses 3 and 4, And cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. And again, the seven thunders uttering their voices relates to the judgment of God. In verse 7 of Revelation 10, it goes on to say, But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, as he has declared to his servants the prophets. The voice of the seventh angel. That would be that third woe, third and final woe. And and that's where... We are uh, uh, in Revelation 11. The, the seventh angel sounded back in verse 15. The uh, judgment of God now was underway. Uh, it was being described in verse after verse. And now God is uh, saying there were lightnings, voices, thunderings, earthquake, and great hail. And all five of those words identify with the wrath of God, with the judgment of God, and and they point to mankind now must make payment for their sins. Sin must be atoned for. Sin, uh, according to the justice of God, according to the demands of his law, the Bible, it it cannot go unpunished. It cannot go uh, unrequited. There there must be atonement for the sin. Now, by the grace of God, according to His infinite mercy, He atoned for His elect. He paid that penalty that the sin requires for that certain number of individuals predestinated to receive that salvation in their lifetime. They have received it. Their sins have been paid for, atoned for by Christ. Judgment Day, now the law turns its attention to everyone else. I demand satisfaction is what the law is declaring. Mankind was married to the law of God uh, due to the fact that they're uh, creatures created in the image of God. And God um, set the law before man, bound mankind to his law like a husband and a wife. And man has gone astray and committed spiritual adultery against his husband, the law of God, And the law of God is like a jealous husband in the day of vengeance, the day of the wrath of God. And and the jealous husband wants satisfaction. We read in Proverbs chapter 6 
in verse 34, for jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not regard any ransom, neither will he rest content, though thou givest many gifts. And, and that's referring to God, who uh, now in the day of vengeance, it's judgment day, he will not consider any longer the possibility of ransom, that is, of Christ uh, having paid for the sins of of others. No, the books have been opened, and all those that were written, whose names were recorded in, in Christ's book of life, they have been found. Everyone else, your name is not found in the Lamb's book of life. I demand, the law of God says, satisfaction here and here and here and and the list goes on um, a, a huge continuous list of offenses and transgressions and of of breaking the law of God you have rebelled you have committed spiritual adultery against me and the law demands that the adulteress be stoned to death and and that is what God is doing in killing mankind for their transgressions, for their sins against him and his law. He is putting them to death. And, and again, tragically, sorrowfully, that's where we are. That is the point in time we have reached. It is the day of the wrath of God, the day of vengeance of a jealous husband who will make sure that justice is served. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.